welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my dear. I have a very important spell for you today. I'm really excited to share with you a spell for diffusing self-sabotage. I'm sitting here with my dog, Kevin, on my lap. I'm just going to tell you right now, you might hear him snoring. He tends to be a snorer. (laughs) But I am just going to trust that he really wants to be here because there's some reason he should be here, curled up, snuggled up on my lap. Okay, so a spell for diffusing self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is very common, and you know it sounds so dramatic, sabotage, but um, really, what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when we engage in thinking and acting, so in thoughts and behaviors that hold us back from doing what we really purportedly want to do. Self-sabotage is where we think and behave in ways that obstruct our movement toward what we want. And the first vital thing that we've got to do in the face of self-sabotage is not add fuel to the fire by hating ourselves for self-sabotaging, right? That just fuels a vicious cycle. It fuels and empowers an idea that we have of ourselves. It's like, see, I can't trust myself. See, I never do what I say I'll do. See, I'll never be able to make it work because I can't count on me. When we blame ourselves, when we judge, and when we self-castigate and self-criticize, we're really only making matters worse. It's important to then approach these moments of self-sabotage, or even, let's say, to approach the self-saboteur. Okay, really, I'm just saying that because the word saboteur is so fun. So to approach the self-saboteur with curiosity and compassion. Friends, this is key. So this is like the groundwork before we cast the spell, before we ask the magical questions, It's to say, okay, I am choosing to be curious about these thoughts and behaviors. I am choosing to approach with compassion rather than castigation. Okay, so that's first and foremost really important. Once we can be in this curious and compassionate place, hey, What's going on with you? I want to work with you, self. Why aren't we doing what we want to do? Why do we find ourselves scrolling social media endlessly when really what we want to do is write a chapter of our book? 
when we can approach with that curious compassion, there are two questions we want to ask the self-saboteur. Two magical questions. And these questions actually, I don't know where I found them. They, they aren't mine. They did not like come to me in a vision. But I use them in my coaching and in my self-coaching all the time. They are vital, magical questions. I will give you a way in which I am currently self-sabotaging as sort of the example here, but I encourage you to think for yourself very specifically about a place in which you might be self-sabotaging, in which your self-saboteur is running the show. And so you can ask yourself these questions in that place in your life as well. One place that I am currently self-sabotaging, I'm, I'm engaging in behaviors that hold me back from doing what I want, is I am hesitating to create a product that I have an idea for. I'm really excited about this idea. I think it would be helpful and delightful. And yet I have this list, <laughs> I have this list of different components of the project and I am not making any progress on any of the components of the list. I'm just avoiding. So the self-saboteur, the one who is holding me back from doing this thing that purportedly I really want to do, is always choosing to do something else. Oh, you know, we should probably, you know, update the insurance information. Oh, you know, we should probably make a really good dinner tonight. Oh, we could work on this project right now, but a much better idea is to research some kind of bullshit. <laughs> she has all kinds of other things for me to do rather than to engage in really making this project move forward. So the first question to ask here is, how is this protecting me? Again, with curiosity and compassion with an understanding that even if in the bigger picture it's not protective, there are always ways in which self-sabotaging behaviors and thoughts are protecting us from something. So when I sit and engage that question, okay, how is all of this kind of to-do list checking, protecting me when I'm not wanting to engage this fuller, bigger project? Well, if I don't create the project, I won't have to put it out into the world. In a roundabout way, the self-saboteur is protecting me from rejection is protecting me from needing to put a creation out into the world. How is this protecting me? Well, I have a lot on my plate. 
and the self-saboteur by having me attend to the other little bits and pieces of life maybe is protecting me from being overwhelmed by those bits and pieces of life. So those are just two small ways in which the self-sabotaging behavior is not necessarily so malicious or so indicative of my lack of discipline, lack of worthiness, lack of ambition. In these ways, I can see, oh, self-sabotage is protecting me from putting myself out there. From the pressure and the intensity of that, and self-sabotage is protecting me from being overwhelmed in my to-do list. I have a lot happening right now. So it's protecting me from, you know, getting to the end of the day and, and not having a yummy dinner made or, or realizing that I never did update the insurance information. Okay? So take a moment to consider that for yourself in the place where you are self-sabotaging. How is that protecting you? How is the behavior actually protective? What's it protecting you from? No need to judge the rationality of it, <laughs> the sense-making of it. Doesn't, don't need to judge that, right? But just take a moment to honor it. And this, my friends, is really key to my own approach and my own witchery. Honoring all the parts of ourselves. They all have something to offer. They all have a point to make. It doesn't mean that they're all correct. It doesn't mean that they're all wonderful stewards of our time and energy. But they're honorable. We can love them. We can hear from them. Okay, so that first question. How is this protecting me? Second question, what is this costing me? What is this costing me? How expensive is this self-sabotage? When I think about this project that I am continually not working on, what is the self-sabotage costing me? <sighs> A lack of follow-through on a really generous, beneficent idea. <laughs> I think that this project could bring a lot of peace and evolutionary behavior into the world. And when I'm not engaging in it, when I'm not creating its components, the cost is pretty high. It's this idea that's left unmanifested. And when I extrapolate a little bit and I think, okay, well, when the idea isn't manifested, what's the cost? Well, maybe, possibly, a contribution to a lot of people's well-being. Something that would really bring some 
goodness into the world isn't in the world. Okay, what is it costing me? This behavior, this to-do listing, blah, blah, what's it costing me? Well, it's costing me a good deal of of self-criticism or just kind of ill-feeling in and of myself. You know? (laughs) Can you hear my dog is snoring? My dog is like, I heard all parts of us are welcome, so we're going to set up shop and snore in the, in the diffusing self-sabotage lesson. <laughs> so what I mean by that, like, it costs me, basically, you know, I get to the end of a day, and at the end of the day, I have done easy things. I love myself. But I'm not particularly impressed with myself. I get to the end of the day and I've taken a step in the direction of evolution. I've taken a step toward manifesting something that I'm really excited about, that I want to bring into being. I get to the end of that day and I do feel impressed with myself. I feel more fulfilled. I feel more satisfied. So what is it costing me when I'm avoiding taking those steps? It's costing me those moments of accomplishment, of, of fulfillment, that, that feeling like, yeah, it was a good day. I took a step in the direction of making something meaningful in my work. So again, notice, I hope you can notice how gentle my tone is here. That question, what's it costing you? It's not with a punishing tone or with a you see, you idiot tone. (laughs) It's with kindness. Hey, how expensive is this? So your turn. This self-sabotaging that you're engaging in, what is it costing you? How expensive is it? No judgment, just an honest accounting. I find that for myself, answering these two questions, how is this protecting me? And what is it costing me? Gives me a different way of thinking about those thoughts and behaviors that are self-sabotaging. I'm not thinking anymore that they're proof of fatal flaws of mine or manifestations of deficiencies in my character. Instead, I'm thinking, wow, these are expensive. (laughs) These are expensive ways to be in the world. This is an expenditure of time and energy that's costing me a lot, these choices. And then also, I understand it makes some sense. I, I see why I might be engaging in them anyway for that self-protection. Okay, so 
So here's the third piece. And just to review, number one, we approach ourselves with curiosity and compassion. Number two, we ask, how is this protecting me? And what is it costing me? Number three, we check in and see, okay, this one who needs protection. So in my case, it's the one who is afraid to put her idea, her product out into the world. How can I support her? What does she need? You know, maybe for me, it is some help. Maybe I would like a little bit of help bringing this project into being. Maybe I want to get a little feedback as I'm creating it so that I can bolster my sense of its appeal as I'm making it happen. Maybe I even want to hire someone to help me sketch it out or help me create it. So maybe the one who wants to be protected from putting the the big scary idea out into the world, maybe that's what she needs. So notice that all of these ideas, maybe getting a little bit of help with my project, maybe just being more open with myself and with others about the egoic stretch involved in putting something out into the world, these are self-supportive behaviors. This is a shift from self-sabotage to self-support in the direction of beginning the project, of really doing what I want to do. You know, actually for me, what I think What I think she needs is me telling all of you about this, me sharing with you. Hey, it's scary sometimes to put things out into the world. She kind of needed a a humanizing and a validating of that fear and experience and a sharing of it, a bringing it out into the light. I'm making something and I'm sort of nervous you might not like it. Okay, let's look at the other piece. I want to be protected from a pile of to-dos at the end of the day. This is totally legit, actually. This makes a ton of sense that I would want to have a nice dinner at the end of the day, that I would want to take care of the little bits and pieces of life. But I can ask that part of myself that wants all of those things handled, hey, what's the support? that I can give you. Maybe sometimes that's assigning dinner making to someone else. Maybe sometimes that's getting an assistant to help me with all of the little to-do tasks. Maybe it is figuring out a way to integrate those tasks into my day, to take them really seriously. So they're not kind of hanging there, but rather I know they're handled in some way, right? There are a lot of different ways that I can support the one who likes to check things off a list and to honor, to honor that one. You know, interestingly, there's even maybe a different way to approach the bigger project 
what if I was able to break the bigger project down into very tiny tasks so that the box checker, the one who feels really good checking boxes, has boxes to check? Not around the tasks of everyday life, but around the tasks entailed in this project. So because I have been curious about the self-saboteur's moves, because I've been compassionate toward her, now I have been able to create all of these ways to help her to get what she wants, to honor the protection she's looking for, the support that she's looking for. This moves me forward. And that is the whole point, isn't it? The whole point is to begin to do what I want, is to begin to make those bigger moves. Okay. A spell for defusing self-sabotage. First of all, conjure up curiosity and compassion. Then ask the questions. How is this self-sabotage protecting me? And what is this self-sabotage costing me? And then finally, for the one who is needing protection, how can I support her? How can I support that part of me? What steps can I take to prepare myself for taking the actions that I want to take? Because I know that blaming and shaming and criticizing will not work. My ability to do what I want, my ability to evolve the way that I show up in my work, in my everyday life, in my habits, wherever it is that you want to change something or create something where you want to do something, your ability, my ability to show up for that, it's bolstered by self-support. It's bolstered by self-compassion. It's bolstered by curiosity. And the self-saboteur, I'm sorry to say, I don't think she's going anywhere. She plays an important role in our doings. She is here to protect us. Now, the protection she wants is probably too expensive, but it's not bad and wrong. And this spell, these questions I've offered you today are a way to help to figure out how we can support all the parts of ourselves as we are moving toward what's next for us, what we're really wanting to create in this world. So I'm excited for you to go 
and have a chat with your self-saboteur and to together with her figure out the best way forward. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shami D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.